I'm going to talk about how to walk with the Holy Spirit. We know that this is the day of Pentecost. I say it's Shavuot, the day of Pentecost. Somebody say the day of Pentecost. Oh, no, Pentecost happened 50 days after Passover and 10 days after Ascension. And Pentecost was a feast that was ordained by God when you read the book of Leviticus. We understand that God gave some feast to the people of Israel, and Pentecost was one of them. Pentecost stands for the first fruit of a harvest. Hallelujah. That were the engathering of a harvest, and they bring the first fruit before God, and they give it to God as a sign of recognition of who gave the rain. So Pentecost was one of the biggest feasts in those days. Hallelujah. There are about three feasts that caused the Jews to go back to their land and feast among the seven feasts. And Pentecost is one of them. Hallelujah. We have a feast of Tabernacle, we have a feast of Pentecost, and we have a feast of Passover. These are three big feasts uh, that cause the people to come back home from wherever they are to celebrate God in the land. Hallelujah. And, 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 and for the Jew, Pentecost is very important. Remember, Pentecost is very important. And I understand that God chose Pentecost to bring the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. He chose Pentecost to bring the Holy Ghost. 50 days after crucifixion, uh, after Passover, and uh, 10 days after ascension. Hallelujah. God brought Pentecost in that time. So, so while the Jews were celebrating Pentecost, there was another orchestration in the spirit uh, that was bringing about a new era in the things of God. Uh, that Jesus, after ministering faithfully on the earth for three and a half years, according to what we read, uh, Jesus said to the disciples that I am going back to heaven in Acts chapter number one. He said, but wait. Like she said here, wait. Wait for the spirit. And when he has come, you shall be my witnesses. Now, I want to submit something to you here that is very important before I come into my subject. Uh, that and I've said it before one time in front of some other people, that you need to know that when Jesus was here on earth, his authority was limited to where he was. Jesus didn't have authority over the whole earth. You need to know that. He didn't have authority over the whole earth. He didn't have authority over all the nations. Although he could help them, he didn't. Hallelujah. His authority was limited. Remember in the book of Matthew chapter number 10, when he was sending his disciples, he said, I'm sending you to the lordship of Israel. Don't go to the way of the Gentiles. Go only to the lordship of Israel. Why? Because his authority was limited to the house of Israel. But in Matthew 28, when you always say, all authority has been given to me, now you go to the whole earth. Hallelujah. So, so the authority of Jesus was an authority that was progressive. His authority was limited to the assignment that God gave him, but when he died and rose from the dead, the authority of the whole earth was given to him. So now he said, go into all the world. He didn't say go only to the lordship of Israel. He said, go into all the world. And he said in the book of Acts 1, he said, you will go in Judea, Samaria, and to all the ends of the earth. So from that day, Jesus' authority expanded to the whole earth. Hallelujah. So he rose from the dead. So in the day of Pentecost, the Bible says, if you read the book of, uh, of Acts, Acts chapter number 2, the Bible says that when the day of Pentecost has fully come, some would say the day of Pentecost has fully come. Uh, because Pentecost was not celebrated on one day. Pentecost was celebrated over uh, a few days. And then there was a day, what it was the day of Pentecost. And in that day of Pentecost, not in the week of Pentecost, in the day of Pentecost, 
If you read carefully your Bible, the Bible says in the day of Pentecost, when the day has fully come, uh, all the people were together in one accord, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like of a rushing mighty wind that filled the whole place where they were. And the Bible says what seemed to be like tongue of fire appeared and sat on each one of them, and uh, they began, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they began to speak in a known tongue as the Spirit gave them utterance to. Acts chapter number 1, verse 2, chapter number 1, Acts chapter number 2, verse 1 to 4. So the Spirit gave them utterance to. No, two things happened there. Hallelujah. Before we talk about how to walk with, two things happened there. The first thing is that the Holy Ghost fills the place. Hallelujah. When the Holy Ghost came, he filled first the place. He didn't fill them. It fills the place. And after he filled the place, he came in them. Two things happens. Two things happen there. The Bible says that Jesus told them uh, that uh, <clears throat> in a few days from now, at chapter number uh, 1, verse 8, it says that uh, you wait because in a few days from now you shall be baptized. You are with the Holy Ghost. The, you, are, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and it shall be my witnesses to all the earth. Hallelujah. So there is two things that happen there. The number one thing is the baptism of the Holy Ghost when he fills the place. It came upon them. And the second thing is the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. It came in them. Hallelujah. So there was the baptism and the filling that took place at the same time. The baptism as a function to come upon you, the feeling comes in you. Hallelujah. If you have to feel something, you have to feel it from the inside. Amen. So in the day of Pentecost, two events happened at once. Filled, baptized. Because the baptism of the Holy Ghost or the baptism with the Holy Ghost means to put you in the Holy Ghost. It's like the baptism with water. We put you in the water. We dip you in the water. So it's an external factor that comes into the water. So when you rise from the water, you rise into newness of life. Now the baptism of the Holy Ghost, God come and put you in the Holy Ghost. But at baptism, the Holy Ghost also comes in you. So you are, you, are, you, are, you are not just, you are, you are more than the people of the Old Testament. Because the people of the Old Testament, the Holy Ghost only came upon them. It came upon Samson. It came upon David. But the Holy Ghost never came in them. But in the New Testament, the Holy Ghost does not just come upon us, it comes in us. The steering wheel is inside not outside. Mm-hmm. You don't put the steering wheel outside of the car. It's inside of the car. Hallelujah. You need to understand that. That's why the people of the Old Testament couldn't resist temptation because the steering wheel was from outside. But in our time, it's inside. So we are living life inside out. So you are, you are more than David. I'm talking about in the term of Holy Spirit. Because David never experienced the experience you are experiencing today. David saw it from far. Hallelujah. You are, you are better than Elijah. Elijah saw it from far. But you are participator of the divine nature. Uh, yeah, I hope the people understand what we are saying. You are participator of this divine nature and the Holy Ghost spears the thing from inside of you. The Bible says in the book of First Corinthians chapter number 6 from verse 18 to 19, it says, don't you know that you have a temple of the Holy Ghost? Don't you know that you have a house of the Holy Ghost? Don't you know that you have a tabernacle of the Holy Ghost that dwells in you? So we are not people that are walking around looking for the Holy Ghost. We have the Holy Ghost. We have the Holy Ghost. That's why I told you something will happen because I know who I am. It's impossible that I go to a place and nothing happens. It's impossible. I have never seen that. I'm yet to see that. But I've never seen it. You know why? Because greater is he that is in me 
than the one that is in the world. I'm not talking on human power. I'm talking on the Holy Ghost power. I'm not talking with human intelligence. I'm talking with the Holy Spirit intelligence. Say something will happen. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. So this is the feast that we are feasting today. The celebration of the permanent coming of the Holy Ghost dwelling on earth. The Holy Ghost is the one on earth right now. It's not Jesus on earth. It's the Holy Ghost on earth. Because Jesus is sitting at the right side of the Father. So the one that you relate to today is the Holy Spirit. Say Holy Spirit. A Christian that does not understand the dimension of the Holy Ghost is a traditional, oh no, excuse me for the word, excuse me for the word, my tongue just slipped. Is a Christian that, is a Christian that does not understand himself. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. You don't understand yourself if you don't understand the Holy Spirit. People talk about the Holy Ghost, but they talk about him as everybody can talk about somebody else. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. I want to see him. Don't just want to talk about him. I want to see him. I want to relate to him. Hallelujah. So Pentecost was the independence day of the church. Yes. You want to celebrate Freedom Day? It's today. This is Freedom Day. Because the Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So this is Freedom Day. So who is the Holy Spirit? Let me take you step by step. Who is the Holy Spirit? Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter number 3 verse 17. Who is the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? 2 Corinthians chapter number 3 verse 17. Who is the Holy Ghost? He said, now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But read well, it says, now the Lord is. The Lord is the Spirit. So who is the Holy Spirit? You got it. The Holy Ghost is not a wind. Mm -mm. The Holy Ghost is not fire. The Holy Ghost is not oil. The Holy Ghost is the Lord. That's why the church misses it. Because there can be wind without Holy Spirit. There can be fire without Holy Ghost. I've seen moves that look like the Holy Ghost, but it was not the Holy Ghost. I have seen things that looks like the Holy Ghost, but it's not the Holy Ghost. Because the Bible said the Holy Ghost is the Lord. Oh, John got the revelation, John 4. He said, God is spirit. Say, God is spirit. And when we talk about spirit, we talk about the Holy Spirit. God is spirit. So, so if you don't want to relate to the Holy Ghost as the curious, as the Lord, you are missing it. He is divine. He is the Lord. He is the owner. He is the curious. God decided to relate to you in that dimension of his spirit. So when you talk about the Holy Ghost, we are talking about the Lord. I know that Bible scholar will go into detail to tell you that he's a person because we say he. He's a who because we say who. No, that's not interesting to me. I don't need to prove to you he's a person. He's God. As long as you know he's God, he's God. Uh Uh-huh. Now I don't need to tell you he has an intelligence. He can talk. 
can do it. He's, but why do I prove that he can talk? He talks. <laughs> Which is good. We must describe it like, so that the babes can understand. But for a mature man, you don't need to tell you because he talks, he's God. He has a personality, he's, he's, he was. He, no. He is God. The problem is that we are trying to convince you. That's why we have to do all this. But he's God. Say he's God. Now the Spirit is the Lord. Now if we know that he's the Lord, how do we walk with him? If you understand that the Lord is with you 24 hours, how do you relate to him? If you know that he's there, come on, people. You are never alone. So even when you think you are alone, you are not alone. It means everything you do is already exposed. Because he's there. The Lord. He's the Lord. How do we walk with him? He starts with his first rule. I want you to, to put it down. Number one. He starts with a consciousness of his presence. Somebody say consciousness. You know, if you are conscious of the presence of somebody, you handle yourself. Have you, have you not realized that sometimes you are talking, you don't know the person, is there, and when you turn, it's there, you, you change? <laughs> huh? Maybe you were, were pouring your heart, saying something. Then the people listening to you, they go quiet. And you can feel something is happening. You turn the person, there, ah, we were just talking about you, I was just saying you are such a good man. But you were not. The problem why you changed because you became aware of his presence. If a church is not aware of a presence 24 hours, you will not relate to him well. Are you aware that the Holy Ghost is with you? No, come on now. Come on now. Are you aware that he's with you? Now the problem that we have is that we have confined the presence into feelings. So sometimes we think he's not there because we don't feel so when when talk about the presence of the Holy Ghost, people think it's only in worship. Glory. I felt him. He was there before you do this. He was there because you shook. The problem why, the problem of the church is that we have confined the Holy Ghost into feelings. And unless that changes, the church cannot be relevant. Because the problem comes, you can't say, let me go. Glory. Ooh, okay, now I'm here. I'm telling you, no, it does not work like that. It's a 24 hours move. You don't need to feel the Holy Ghost. You need to know. Yeah. Ay, 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 ay. You didn't respond. I said, we don't need to feel. You need to know. The problem is that some people don't feel, so they don't know. Hey, 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 I don't feel this man, but I know he's there. Some people you can feel them, some you can't. So the Holy Ghost didn't come for you to feel him. He came for you to know. Consciousness. Say consciousness. Start to develop a consciousness of a presence. Every time you know he's there. When you pray, he's there. When you don't pray, he's there. We, we want to walk with him like we walk with, uh, with, 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 with senses. Hey, you wake up, you are so miserable. Oh, I didn't feel him this morning. <laughs> I don't feel him. You are a babe. Unfortunately, you are a babe. You need to grow up. Hallelujah. Amen. When I woke up in the morning, I don't go on the bed. 
is my wife nearby. I know she's there. And even if I wake up, she's not there. I know she's coming back. So what is the problem? I said, what is your problem? Your problem is that you have confined God into your own human feelings. Consciousness. Somebody say consciousness. Consciousness is a deeper realm than feelings. It's a knowing without feeling. You become aware that is there with you. So when you become aware, you start your work with him. It all starts with consciousness. All things start with consciousness. You need to know that in the Garden of Eden, sin didn't start with sin. Sin started with consciousness. When she saw. When she saw that the fruit was good. That's where it started. She became aware of the qualities of the fruit. As long as she was not aware of the quality of that fruit, she was not interested. When you start to, hey, yeah. She saw. Somebody said she saw. Genesis, if you read the book of, 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 of Genesis, you realize that in Genesis 3, 6, she saw. Now, after the fall, their reaction was connected to the consciousness. Both eyes were open and they saw that they were naked. So they covered themselves because they were aware of their nakedness. It all starts with consciousness. When you became, become conscious of something, your attitude toward it changes. If they say this territory is infested by lions, when you go there, your attitude is different. But if you don't know, it does not bother you. Although the lions are there, you don't know they are there. But when you become conscious, even if they remove the lion, you are still careful. I bet you, if you get into a game farm and there's no land, they put a big board there. Beware, beware. Wild life. And they put a picture of a lion. You say, close the windows. <laughs> Although there was no lion. Because you become aware of something there. And you go everywhere, you don't see any lion. Where are the lions? No, it was just a sign. They cheated you. When you are aware of your own need, you become a beggar. But when you are aware of his greatness, you become a worshiper. As soon as you become aware of his greatness, you become a worshiper. But when you become aware of your need, you become a beggar. Jesus was not aware of what troubles them? He see there is no food. He said, give them food. He was only aware of a provision, not aware of a lack. When he see the dead girl, he said, arise. He was not aware of a death. He was aware of life. Therefore, all he could speak was life. Say awareness. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, you need to understand also that every decision you make is informed by your consciousness. So the first rule to be successful is to be aware of his presence. Say, oh God, help me. Help me to be aware of your presence. Jesus was successful because he was aware. Isaiah 61, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He didn't need someone to prophesy over him. He knew it. He didn't, know to be, he didn't need to be convinced by someone. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And this is why he's upon me. He has anointed me to preach the good news. So I don't need to stress up to, oh, I didn't prepare well. Beginner, I didn't prepare well. What do you prepare? I don't know what people are preparing. Preparing my heart. So if there's no preaching, you don't prepare your heart. So you just prepare for preaching. Your heart should be prepared in and out of season. So it's not about they call you, they don't call you. 
When they say you're going to play, let's go pray. Let's prepare ourselves. Prepare what? You were not prepared before. So what are you doing here? We don't want uncooked food. So, so is it good to pray? Yes. You are praying before you minister. It's good. But that's not what makes the ministry. What makes the ministry is what you prepare all along your lifetime when you walk with the Holy Ghost. You are already a prepared messenger in time and out of season. A messenger that is set, that can speak wherever they put him because he's already prepared, because he knows that the Holy Ghost is with him 24 hours 7. Father, help us, help us, help us, help us. Hmm. Number two. Learn to hear his voice. When you walk with the Holy Ghost, you need to learn to hear his voice. Because when you hear his voice, you can walk according to him. Learn to hear his voice. So number one is consciousness. Number two, it's not enough for you to be aware. You need to know what he's saying. Because if you don't hear his voice, you won't have a relationship. It's not enough for me to know that my wife is at home. There need to be a form of relationship for communication. Have you seen people they are married and uh, when they get home, it's like, uh, it's like uh, uh, David and Goliath have come home. <laughs> one is having a sling, one is having a sword. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, when the sword is going, the sling is going. <laughs> Uh, have you seen this type of people that they don't talk to each other? They, they, they. <laughs> yeah, may God help you. May you be set free in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. What kind of life is that? David and Goliath. I don't know who is going to kill who. <laughs> so there need to be a form of communication. If there's no communication, there's no relationship. Mm-hmm. Listen to me. Listen to me. You say you can't talk. When you are married, you must talk. Because <laughs> if you don't talk, how do I talk to you? You say, I talk too much. When you are married, learn to talk less at the level of the other one. <laughs> hey! That was in between. <laughs> Hallelujah. Learn to hear the voice of God. A voice is the expression of an unseen idea. Unless you talk, I don't know your ideas. Unless you speak, I don't know what you will think. You can think it, but unless you voice it, it's not real to me. It's real to you, but not to me. So I can sit there depressed, but my depression is not real to you because I don't voice it. A silent cry. So that's what the voice is about. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, help me. There are many voices. Say many voices. There are many voices around us. But we need to turn into the right voice. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter number 14, verse 10. I'm teaching today. That's why I say I will take long. 1 Corinthians chapter number 14, verse 10. Mm. Do you have a King James? If you don't have it, it's fine. But I will, the King James put it the way I want. He said there are... It may be so many higher. There it may so many kind of voices in the world. And none of them is without signification. There are many voices in the world. So when you walk with the Holy Ghost, understand it's not only his voice that is there. Other voices are competing with his voice. 
And the problem we have is that we don't know how to discern between voice voices and the voice of the spirit. And sometimes we take voice voices as the voice of the spirit while the spirit has not spoken. And then we get frustrated and we say, God spoke to me, but he's not doing it. Who spoke to you? Thank you so much. <laughs> Hallelujah. So let me give you some voices. Like, like a TV station. Like a TV. You know, you have a TV set in your house. Your neighbor has one. Some of you, you have one in the dining room, one in the room, one in the bathroom. <laughs> When you are buffing, you are watching. We don't want to miss anything. When you dry up, when you come, you a TV, and then the TV, and then the TV. Some of you have many TVs in the room. But each TV re- responds to what you want to. There is what we call the remote control that allows you to go to the station you want to. So the TV does not choose a station. So the TV has no ability to choose a station. Only the controller can choose a station. But you put the station you want to hear. So if they are playing soccer, you don't like soccer, you leave your dining room, you go into your room, and you put maybe a soapy. Good example. 7 p.m. 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Something goes... There's something playing. Ah, oh, it's like cool air. Oh. <laughs> You're looking at the soapy, and somebody's looking at soccer, and this one is looking at whatever it is. They are looking at different stations, but if you switch the TVs and you still keep your station, the station will not change because you switch TVs. You know, I say to the people, the problem why you are fighting with people is because you don't know that people don't have the ability. They are just controlled. So instead of fighting with them, fight the controller. If you can remove the remote control from the one controlling him, that person will have to obey to another controller. So when you don't know that, you are like a, somebody watching TV. You press it on the stage and say to the TV, TV change! You want to break your TV because you, the TV is not going to the channel you want, but you never change the controller of the remote. The one has that, that has the remote control has the power over the TV. So who is controlling your life? That one has power over you. So your reaction is programmed by who controls you. That's why the Bible says, be controlled by the Holy Spirit. Because when you are like that, he's the one that controls your life. And what you do Best fruits. Hallelujah. So there are many voices. It comes to the station. And that every TV can connect to any station. Some of them you need a, 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 a decoder. But when you have a decoder, you can buy into the stations that are in that decoder. So, so there are many voices. And your, 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 your spirit is like a, a TV. Yes. And, and those voices that comes to you, if you don't switch to the right channel, your spirit will display only what comes to him. Let me give you some TV, TV stations that we're going to study. And then when you will know exactly what they are watching. <laughs> the first TV station is called the voice of the world. VW. <laughs> the voice of the world. That is station. If you tune into that station, you lust after the things of the flesh. The things of the world, you will say, I'm praying, I'm praying, but I don't know why my heart is still revolting. You haven't changed station yet. You are still on the same station and trying to change with just your wish, the voice of the world. Number, six, number two, second station that we can buy into is called the voice of the flesh, VF, not the party, VF. The voice of the flesh, hallelujah. And the voice of the flesh is a voice that is centered around your needs, me and myself. 
The voice of the flesh is a voice that is self-centered. It all revolves around you. They didn't greet me. They didn't look at me right. They said this to me. You are on the TV station VF. <laughs> First station that I mentioned here. The voice of your environment, VE. The voice of your environment causes you to react according to some triggers. Because we live in different environments and sometimes we react according to our environment. Hallelujah. Have, have you not noticed that, uh, maybe it didn't happen to you, but when we're young, for some of us, we're at school, when we are with friends, sometimes we play the tough guy. Then when you come home, we are the Christian. So we change like chameleon according to the environment. Chameleon Christians. That change colors according to what they see. So if people are talking dirty, he start to talk dirty also. If people are drinking, he start to drink. Because he want to fit in chameleon, the voice of the environment. Are you listening to that voice? If you listen to the voice of the environment, you will be an unstable Christian. Number four, the voice of our past, VP. That's a TV station. I'm just calling it TV station in the spirit. So in the voice of our past, we relate everything to what happened to us. Mm. There are some people, they cannot move on because of what happened to them. We were abused when we were children. But you say when we were children, now you are grown up. What are you doing there with that? Somebody came to me, my father abused me. I said, okay, how old are you now? Is he still abusing you? No. But get over it. He abused you. Now you are grown up. You are using the abuse to sit here for counseling. Why you can make use of your opportunity to and say, I will turn into a man that will never abuse his children. And I will be a blessing to my generation. Why don't you think like that? VPs. Hallelujah. The voice of the past. We have a fifth station, which is the voice of Satan. VS. The satanic voice will cause you to destroy yourself. Voice of suicide. Oh, voice of hurting yourself. Satanic voices. Voice of denying the God. Voice of hating God. Voice of swearing at God. These are satanic voices. Now the, vo the sixth session is the voice of reason and human wisdom. We reason, which is good. It's not a bad station. But if you stay at that station, your power will be human power. The voice of reason and human power. You know how I call that station? Huh? V-R-H-W. Voice of reason and human wisdom. The V-R-H-W. Hallelujah. Now the seventh voice is the voice of God. Huh? Call it G. The voice of God. Now these are all the voices that are coming to us. And you don't know how to discern the voices you will be on the wrong channel. Do you understand that throughout the day you need to ask yourself, what am I watching? Which station am I in now? Yeah. Which station? I must switch from this station to the God station. Because there is a preacher inside of you that preaches to you against people. Have you realized that sometimes a voice is telling you bad things about people? When you are quiet, this voice is speaking. You see, this person does not like you. Doesn't matter what you do, you will not accept you. Yeah. You see, you see this person, you are in a different station, and then you are enjoying that. And then you are, oh, ah, yes. Yes. Then you are so convinced that when you meet the person, your attitude changes. Because you are convinced that the person does not like you. Which station are you in now? Uh-huh. What is feeding you? What are you listening to in the spirit? There is a voice that can preach against your own wife or your husband. He's there. That voice is there. He said, when you see this woman, she will never change. 
Then, then, then you, you are buying into that station every. So when you see your wife, <laughs> the, the, the inside of you, you say, I knew it. <laughs> but you were being fed with a wrong station. You like it or not, you have to watch something. This is, not, this is compulsory. You can't say, if you are not on the G station, you will be on the VF. So I'm here to tell you that in the spirit we have many stations, but somebody has a remote control. The remote control is in your hand, and you can choose which station you want to go to. That will enable you to walk with the Holy Ghost. There are many voices out there. But we have a tendency to buy on the wrong voice. Oh, I'm too busy. Wow. Oh, Lord, give me a bit of break. Oh no. I don't know what to do. I am too. Where are you? What are you watching? You know, your level of busyness is connected to your level of mindset. You need to know that. You can be so busy, but it's just your mind. Because you say, I work from seven to eight. And then when I come home, I don't know what to do. There are 24 hours. You just work eight hours. I'm too busy. (laughs) There are many voices. Which one are you listening to? I plead with you today to switch channel and listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because his voice will lead you into the green path. It will lead you into the path of restoration. But like I said, other TV stations are so loud that sometimes we don't understand, we don't hear what the voice of God is saying. We are so entangled with other things, so much so, that we don't hear what God is saying. Your success in the kingdom depends on your ability to hear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The key lies in our positioning. If you position yourself at the right place, you will be able to tune into the right channel. Spiritually, how do you position yourself? How do you come to a place of positioning yourself? The first thing you need to do is to acknowledge the channels. When you acknowledge the channel, the second thing is to get away from those channels you are positioning yourself. You are positioning yourself. You can learn everything you want. And you can be excited about everything you learn. But if you keep on the same channel, you will not produce a different result. The Holy Ghost has come to give us grace and to make us walk in victory. What is your mindset? Are you losing in your mind or are you winning? The voice of God is over many waters. And you need to stand up today and say, enough is enough. I have been watching this station for too long. The problem is not the person next to me. The problem is me. What am I watching? Because it determines my attitude toward everybody around me. And, And let me submit to you. When you watch a movie that you like, and someone next to you is not watching but is speaking, it annoys you. Because of you, I missed that part. So the reason why you are annoyed with your partner because you are not watching the same program. You are on different channels. So the the other person is watching something excited. The other person is eating chips. And I do that. I'll be sitting, we'll be watching a movie, I watch, I watch. And I ask, what are they doing? And he say, where were you? <laughs> I was here. He said, don't ask me anymore. <laughs> because my mind is somewhere. I, I can't focus on the movie for so long. I need to go somewhere else before I come. 
I'm telling the truth. The problem, it's, it's, it's funny what I'm saying. It makes you laugh. But the truth in this is that you are in charge of what you want to watch. Yes. You are in charge of a voice you want to hear. Don't come to me and say, I can't hear from God. The reason why you can't is that you are busy in another channel. Imagine you go to the TV station and say, I don't get SABC on my TV. It reaches your area. No, my TV does not get SABC. Uh, did you turn into the channel? No, but I want SABC. They say, ask your neighbor. He will tell you how to get in there. You are complaining. I don't hear God's voice. I don't, it's not that the voice is mysterious. You are on another channel. Mm-hmm. Switch back to digital channel and you will hear the voice of God. Uh, disconnect yourself from the distraction, from the things that are polluting your mind, from the, from, the, from, the, from the negativity that is in your mind, from everything that is not of God. Take it off and you'll hear God clearly. When you tune into his channel, you'll be able to hear. And when you hear, you walk with him. Because when you hear, you do what he says. You hear a voice behind you that will say, this is the way, follow it. And then you follow it, and then you are successful. I'm here to announce to you, this Pentecostal is the beginning of the opening of a window in the heavens. And then those people that have an ear to hear will mount up with wings like eagles. But those who can't hear will still wallow in the dirt of sin and misery. But those who can hear shall take up a flight and mount up on wings like eagles. I'm not here to tickle your ears. I'm here to give you a prophetic word. I'm here to tell you that unless you position yourself, the problem cannot be solved. You need to move from the dirty channel to the clean channel. You need to disengage yourself from the things that are polluting your mind into the things that are of God. You need to stop blaming other people. Look into yourself. The problem is not lying with somebody else. The problem is lying with you because you are the only one controlling your own remote control. It's in your hands. It's in your hands. You know, one time I went, we had a problem with our TV a few years ago. And I went to a shop in town and I bought a remote control. And then they never set it with my TV. So I came home very excited, put the batteries. Nothing. I said, but this is a remote control. And I realized that not every remote control works on every TV. To each TV, there is a remote control. So it means that my control cannot work on you. Yes. You can just watch me and apply the wisdom to work your own remote control. So what I'm doing here, I cannot change your life. I'm just applying my remote control so that you watch me doing mine and you take your own and you do your own. There is no recipe where I can change your life because I'm, don't, I'm not the owner of your remote control. I cannot, I cannot change your mind unless you decide to change your own mindset. No, I cannot change anything unless you decide to change it. Because I don't have authority over you. I have authority over demons, but not over you. If I try to exercise authority over you, and it's not in the world like uh, you are a police officer or whatever, but as a friend, I'm trying to have authority over you, I am in witchcraft. Because God didn't give us authority over men. He gave us authority over demons and, and, and the thing in the, and nature. But when it came to me, he didn't submit us. He didn't submit men unto men. So you can listen to my voice and go home and be the same and take your same remote control. What is he talking about? And call for prayer. This is your turning point. Say, so this is my turning point. This is my turning point. Say, the Lord has put me in charge. Say, the Lord has put me in charge. From today, I'll work this remote control in the name of Jesus. So when somebody annoys you, say, I'm not buying into that station. 
I know what you are doing. I refuse. In the name of, so the more he annoys you, the more you tune into this channel. And, and you hear the voice of God. He said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they are doing. The more he annoys you, you turn into a G channel. You say, love your neighbor as you love yourself. You turn into a G channel. He said, your battle is not against flesh and blood, but against prayer. You turn to a G channel. But if you make an effort to turn into a VS, then something will boil into you. Me, you don't say that to me. No, man. No, you don't do that. And, and sometimes you don't say anything, you go home. And when you are sleeping, you turn into VS. And then you start to speak. Why did he say that to you? Then you turn on your bed. You're waiting for the morning so I can go back to that office and meet that person again. So when you go in the morning, you are charged up. <laughs> when you step into the person, come say, hey, who are you? You, 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 you. Yesterday, I didn't say anything, but it's not because I was weak. But, but, but you, you've been feeding yourself in VS. So you are, you are charged up with VS. So when you come, you produce VS. You don't produce this, you produce VS. And the more you are on those channels, the more you empower your flesh. Hmm. A man came to me, the farmer, he came to me one time. And he was an alcoholic. I'm saying it many years ago. So you won't connect to that person. And he told me, a friend brought it to me, say, I am so angry with myself. I said, why? He said, no, actually not myself, with the devil. <gasps> I said, what is the devil do to you? He said, I told you I don't want to drink anymore. But any time I drink, I'm the devil. So I took a cup and I poured water on it. So I say, let's imagine this is the wine. He said, yes. I said, take it. Take it. I said, this is your devil. I said, but who is putting the devil inside of you? He said, me. <laughs> Look at all I've destroyed myself. He fell on my carpet crying so much. I have destroyed myself. I said, instead of being angry with the devil, change channel. Just, just, Jesus turned water into wine. You turn your wine into water. Don't drink. say, from today on, now I drink from the tap. That's how you turn wine into water. You don't take the wine and say, turn into water. No, you will be drinking wine. You go and you take the bottle of water. Wherever there is wine, you replace with bottle of water. You say, I'm turning wine into water. I'm turning wine into water. So when you are thirsty, there is only water. So you say, Lord, thank you for I have turned wine into water. This is how you walk with God. I want to be practical in this Pentecost. I don't want to come here and tell you things and you get excited and you don't, when you go home you don't know what to do and you are stuck. So from today on, be alert. There are many stations there. Ask yourself, catch yourself, say, what am I watching? I switch in the name of Jesus. When you come say, you see this person, you say, I switch in the name of Jesus. I refuse to listen to you. What is God saying about the person? That's what I want to hear. And as far as God is concerned, he loves the person. So who am I not to love who God loves? So I need to align myself to the voice of God, not the voice of the flesh. I pray that God may bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whoa, give a big hand to our Lord.